Welcome, horror fam, to HHN365, a Halloween Horror Nights podcast. My name is Duff, and here with me is our producer, Nico. Hey, howdy, hey. And also, we have a guest as we are doing the final installment of our uh, HHN Hollywood series that we've been doing across the year. And of course, that is Jonathan from the Hotline. Jonathan, how's it going? Gentlemen, thank you for having me on again. Nico, uh, 10 points for that. Hey, howdy, hey, man. That was, that was good. That was supercharged. I love it. Yeah, I've been working on that, so I thought it would be <laughs> good for this time around. Thank you. Glad you noticed. We, we hop in chats, and he's like, all right, I need to be ready for when Jonathan's back, and I'm going to let it rip. <laughs> practicing with us, and it came out good. Good job. Thanks for having me back on, boys. I'm uh, excited to talk uh, HHN and, uh, you know, get over some of the uh, post-Horror Nights blues, because they're there. They're there. But, you know, it was a good season. It was fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I here full clarity we recorded this episode already <laughs> um it was actually going to be like a week or two weeks before the event ended and the file would went to shit completely corrupt nothing we could do um tried our best but uh we're here recording it again uh unfortunately last time it didn't have nico so i guess fortunately now you guys get to hear nico as well so um add, yeah and add that's bonus. why the file failed because i <laughs> yeah. wasn't here to make sure that it worked the one time i let you boys record <laughs> try to record on discord without me and everything goes to shit <laughs> we we need our producer this is why i give you the producer credit we were just that's talking right. about this that's right now i'm starting to think there was a little sabotage here but uh you know maybe <laughs> i could have done it i was too busy at uh area 51 going through omega i mean area 15 going through omega mart out in vegas so nice nice well that beats this so yeah good job yeah. congratulations <laughs> but you're back here, unfortunately, yes. with us, non Vegas. Um, <laughs> as we said, we are going to be mainly discussing HHN Hollywood, but we are also going to toss it to Jonathan a bit to hear about his experience here in Orlando, uh, but mainly Hollywood focused. Um, and and wh why not just get right into it? I was thinking first, we'll just kind of discuss the event as a whole, how we felt about it, and then eventually we'll get into rankings and, and more detailed stuff. Uh, so, Jonathan, basically, the event as a whole. How did you enjoy HHN 2021 in Hollywood? You know, uh, it was fun. <laughs> I, you know, I had a good time for the most part. I mean, I feel like every year the wait times get worse and worse. So uh, I, I kind of stopped going there. Like if I'm there past opening, I know that I'm probably not really going to wait in lines because they get pretty long. However, outside of that, I mean, the scare actors in the scare zones were bringing it. Uh, they were on fire in the maze. We uh, we got invited out this year by Horror Nights Orlando, of all places, to visit Hollywood. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, so all in all, though, solid season, man. I had a blast. Um, it, you know, it's Horror Nights, um, especially here in Hollywood. I, I think um, you kind of you go in expecting uh, to get delivered a product. And well, they delivered. Yeah. And, and I think one thing and I'm actually going to ask you about your opinion on this part uh after i finish um we kind of went into it i think basically everybody with like you know we know why they're bringing back a lot of mazes but we're kind of worried about what that's going to do for the quality of the event and um it, it's a little different for me because all the returning mazes i had not experienced yet in hollywood so they were new to me um even though i'd watch povs but that, that's quite a bit different um so honestly you know i i was very surprised and how much I was enjoying all the mazes outside of one, which we'll get to later. Um, <laughs> and a lot of them, uh, spoiler, uh, Halloween 4 really surprised me how much I enjoyed it. 
uh, I kind of thought that would be, you know, uh, akin to our Halloween four in Orlando, which was the the worst example of the Halloween franchise. And, you know, maybe even worse than that. And it definitely was not as very pleasant surprise. And, you know, um, the event as a whole, I thought that they hit the vibe pretty well. Stuff like Demon City really just felt like HHN. Uh, Silver Scream Queens walking through that felt like almost an Orlando style scare zone, which kind of made me feel at home. It was nice to experience, um, you know, having the Terror Tram uh, back, even though I wasn't there when it was missing. So, <laughs> you know, <so> it's been <laughs> there for me the whole time. Um, you know, it, it it was a lot of fun still. You know, you know of course, I'm, we're going to have some complaints. And, and one house that I don't think either of us, well, I know neither of us enjoyed. We talked about that a lot in our first recording of this. Um, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. Um, but Jonathan, how did you feel about those houses that did end up returning compared to how you felt beforehand? Yeah, you know, I mean, of course, there's kind of when they announced everything, I was a little bummed um, because, you know, especially at Horror Nights, you expect something new. They've kind of set you up to expect something new each season. And especially this year in particular with the rumor mill, I mean, things were all over the place. Uh, there were so many changes. Things got added. Things got taken away. But I think uh, all in all, the returning lineup this year was solid. I mean, Hollywood, um, sorry, Halloween 4, um, they changed it quite a bit. I, I, when I first went through it, I think, in fact, the last time I was on the podcast, I was like, yeah, you know, they didn't change it too, too much. But they actually changed quite a bit in it. Um, and they uh, added some new tricks in it that I really, really enjoyed. So that was cool to see that. The Exorcist, although it's a repeat maze, I honestly uh, really enjoy it from uh, like a, uh, uh, visual effects I guess from a visual standpoint it looks really cool it's a really cool maze and then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was actually kind of a uh, a surprise hit for me I was uh, I don't know I, I was honestly very surprised by how fleshed out the maze was and of course the Terror Tram returning was a lot of fun and uh, it, I think they really did a lot of fun things with it this year that uh, made it stick out to me so all in all I mean with the repeats and with the return of the terror tram solid job y'all <laughs> yeah and then you know what uh next year we're probably going to go back to normal and getting all all new stuff so right one year gap going back to experience old things you know can't complain too much about that especially if it's executed well which seems like both of us agree it was so you know good job good job um, yeah absolutely so more specifically let's talk about uh first actually let's let's stick with the terror tram you were just kind of discussing it um so the Terror Tram is something that I think um, people were kind of ready to move on from for the most part, it seemed like. It's, it's kind of this, especially coming from Orlando, this very unique haunt experience, right? It's like a hayride on steroids. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it's kind of just like transportation to scare zones. And that's typically how it's executed. Um, so, you know, not everyone was super excited. I was excited to see it return just to get to do it again, assuming it never comes back once again. You know, get to experience a couple times in my life at least. Um, this year, they did have a much different and uh, what seemed to be shorter uh, path than usual uh, because of some of the maze locations. Um, and man, I got to say, I think that actually helped a lot. It felt like there was a lot less uh, empty space and useless walking. And it yeah. felt like basically once you get dropped off, you were in the action. And, you know, it felt like you were there for a reason and not just like, why am I just fucking walking forever? <laughs> No, absolutely, man. They trimmed the fat and they gave us a pretty solid steak, man. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, all in all, I think uh, without all the excess walking, without kind of the empty areas, without 
um, areas, frankly, without uh, performers, um, it really made it more of a concise and more action-packed walk than in years before, where, like you said, we were kind of just wandering about aimlessly in some sections, being like, hey, why are we in the dark right now? (laughs) Why are there nothing but sound effects playing right now? Um, And so, yeah, honestly, I really enjoyed the, you know, I thought the purge theme was a great idea. I really enjoyed that overlay. Um, the performers, and this is kind of a consistent theme. Maybe it's because we didn't have it in 2020, but the performers uh, in the Terra Tram were top notch, man. They were in it to win it. And, uh, you know, there was a lot more vignettes this time around, I think, um, that made for some really awesome uh, interactions with the performers. They tried some new things with lighting, especially in the, um, the world of worlds crash set. I mean, it would looked more alive. Um, and it was, it felt like a purge party and they did a great job of really driving home that theme. So all in all, I mean, I was personally one of the ones that was ready to see it go the terror tram in general. Cause it just kind of got a little repetitive to me, but the little changes that they made this year really made it like, I, I want it to come back next year. And I'm hoping that next year they use, um, the area that's behind the Bates Motel as more of a, a scare zone, gauntlet zone out there. Because I was kind of keeping my fingers crossed for that this year, but I know budget restraints, blah, 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 time constraints. I know that it, you know that all played a factor in there, but I think the future is bright for the Terra Tram, and uh, I'm excited to see what else they do with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely hope to see a return. And then I, I agree that I think the Purge is a perfect IP for the Terra Tram. I think it worked so well. Um, the year I went before was Hollywood Harry, which is something that you know, if you've heard me on this podcast, you would think I would definitely enjoy that more. But it, it, I don't know when you're walking through it, it didn't really feel cohesive to what you were seeing on the screens, right? Trans, um, this kind of just kind of all tied it together. It was the purge, uh, with the screens related to what you're seeing out there, uh, walking around as well. And I think that helped a lot. Uh, and I haven't mentioned it on this episode yet, um, but I was doing a RIP tour in Hollywood, so. I didn't technically experience the terror tram. I experienced the terror trolley, which is just the trolleys they right. used uh, for <laughs> VIP during daytime. Um, so uh, pretty much the same thing, um, except you get a small group. Uh, a lot of it's actually stanchioned off separately. So you get your own space to walk. Uh, you kind of get like an express pass uh, to go see uh, the, the photo op with Norman Bates. Um so just a little nice touches for being an RIP. Um, and I think it was really nice to have that additional space. Cause you know, sometimes those large groups getting off the tram is a little too much. You just feel like sardined in a bit walking around. Yeah. Uh, not having to deal with that part was pretty nice. So I, I watched it walk by us a couple of times. I was like, Ooh, I'm happy I'm on this side. Um, but yeah, otherwise pretty much the same experience. Uh, just, just a bit more space to work with. Um, and to that, you know, I, I hope that they continue that tradition of kind of having a little bit of a separate path for the RIP tour, because in years past, they've used parts of the back lot before, like they used Amity Island um, mm-hmm. and they did like a whole projection thing down there, which I thought was really cool. And um, if they continue doing that, even if it's just that that separate path that's in the world, the world set, I mean, it kind of adds more uh, pizzazz, if you will, to the RIP experience, especially on the Terra Tram. So I'm glad you got to experience that, man. It looked pretty fun. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Hopefully uh, it comes back because I'm never not doing RIP again. <laughs> so I'll get to experience it the same way, hopefully. Nice. All right. Uh, you know what? Let's knock out a small one before we get into the, the really fun stuff. And that's Jabberwockies uh, returning <laughs> to HHN. Um, so you actually know my feelings about this uh, were 
quite surprising. Um, I have not held back words on how I feel about Jabberwockies at HHN. I think Jabberwockies are fine on their own. I just think the fit in HHN and what they do at HHN typically doesn't work. Doesn't work for me at all. Um, I kind of enjoyed this year's. You know, it wasn't the highlight of my night by any means, but it was at a point of the night where we had done a lot of walking and kind of getting to sit down and, and AC and just relax um, with a show that wasn't story-driven like it has been in the past, uh, but just kind of the Jabberwockies doing the Jabberwockies, you know, uh, playing some bangers and dancing. It was great, you know? <laughs> I don't and think you know, the word great is necessarily what I meant to say, but, you know, it was... <laughs> It was better than before, and it was an enjoyable part of the evening. Nice. I, I must admit, I didn't watch this year's show at all, uh, to be you completely honest with it's you. It's okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I'm going to check it out on YouTube. I should have checked it out before the podcast recording, actually. But uh, And I know Nico will uh, be right here with me, but after going to Orlando and watching the uh, Nightmare Fuel show, I mean, I just didn't even want to <laughs> oh, give it a yes. shot. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to have a residency at the the MGM Grand instead of Jabberwockies. (laughs) I want them to have a residency at CityWalk, actually. Ooh. That'd be cool. Yeah, instead of making it, (laughs) instead of having the SNL uh, nightclub that we're supposedly getting, (laughs) uh, we get a a nightmare fuel nightclub now. Now that's smart thinking right there. There you go. Yeah, I'd love to see it. And I'd love to see a a show in that style make its way over to Hollywood. Because, I mean, good God, Nightmare Fuel was 10 out of 10. It was perfection. I mean, everything you said on the the podcast episode, you guys' last episode where you talked about uh, HGN 30, Nico, I'm right there with you, brother. Holy Mm. crap, man. There we go. I I loved it, dude. I'd worry you'd set fire to the Hollywood Hills, you know, (laughs) (laughs) with how much fire they kick out of that show. (laughs) All right. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all our thoughts on Jabwalk. We don't need any more than that. All right. So uh, let's start with scare zones. Um, Jonathan, wh- where do you want to kick us off? Do you want to start uh, a little lower on our kind of how we feel or up high? Yeah, l- l- let's start low. We'll-, we'll build to the top. All right. Sounds good. So uh, Chainsaw Rangers in that case. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was people with chainsaws. All right. Um, they had a small space near the front of the park. and. Um, that's in masks that's that's about it yeah and you know that front area is always pretty rough because uh i I, they just don't do anything with it and it's a bummer because i know they have very limited space over there but especially in the day and age of like projection mapping i feel like they could do something up top on the buildings that they have in that entrance plaza uh just to make it feel a little bit more like a scare zone because oftentimes more more often than not it just ends up being like a really loud entrance to Horror Nights, uh, which is kind of like off-putting because you've got loud music and then you've got the loud chainsaws and not a lot of theming outside of that. So I, God, I want them to do something more with this area. I want them to figure out a way how to make it a little bit more exciting because truly the way that it is now, eh, eh, you know, I, I, I mean, you have to walk through it. Otherwise, I'd skip it. Yeah, yeah, I would have outside of it being my one visit, you know, and having to check everything out. If I didn't have to see it, I probably wouldn't take the time. I will say something I didn't see while I was there, but I've seen video of since is they have a pretty cool like breakout. Uh, it seemed like it was probably during cast change where they were all there and they would like head bang to the music and like <laughs> had this little like almost ritual going on and they broke out, you know, typical chainsaw horde style. 
Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, it doesn't help it move up, especially since I didn't see it in person. But hey, you know, the scare actors were at least doing something fun. So that's uh, <laughs> positive, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, honorable mention too to the chainsaw chase out they do at night. That's always pretty mm-hmm. fun. If you stick around till closing, you see them all kind of line up and, you know, they'll kind of do something similar where they'll all stand like mannequins and then they'll go crazy and scare people. And then they'll have like a little moment where they gather together. Um, so, yeah, honorable mention for that. But j- absolutely, it's not going to like shoot them up the ranks at all. I completely agree with you there. I, I would say one thing that would help this a lot is if they just didn't call it an official scare zone and just said, like, it, like in Orlando, they have roaming chainsaw hordes. Right. Um, just like, hey, this is an official, official thing, but it's always here. So that's fun. Uh, you know, I think that would help rather than trying to pitch it as a legit scare zone and then not actually getting it. What is a scare zone? So, yeah, agreed. No thought. Uh, so next, that would lead us to Demon City, quite literally, because they touch each other. Um, Demon <laughs> City, you know, I enjoyed. I think it, it, it needed to be fleshed out a lot more. I think uh, there weren't too many scare actors for the space, to be honest from what I saw on my several walkthroughs in it, um, but it nailed the HHN vibe. The flames, the music, the lighting, um, it, the actual uh, stylization of the characters. It was just very HHN. Um, I don't think it did anything extremely well, but it just had a vibe I enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I want them to never, ever take away the flame towers again because it, it, it just, it's so perfect for that mm-hmm. area. And it really... Every time I see them, I'm like, ah, we're home. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> here it is again. So it was kind of a treat to walk in and see them this year and be like, yeah, man. Like, after a year away, to have something like a very quote unquote old school element of Horror Nights Hollywood back, I loved it. Um, the stilt performers out in that area in Demon City, top notch, man. Mm. Those fuckers can move. I don't know how they do it without rolling an ankle. Kudos to them. <laughs> Um, and they also have, they had like really cool um, movable jaws. So um, they ended up being very expressive and they had these huge long hands that also were very like, I don't know, they, they, they moved very well. Amazing, amazing work out there. And you're absolutely right. I think, uh, you know, they tried their hardest to kind of flesh out a, a, a scare zone experience. And I think I'll take that over absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the prior, uh, you know, like for instance, in in uh, Chainsaw Rangers, right? We had nothing, and in fact, I I would hope that in in the following years, instead of having two scare zones in that very front area, just make it one. Just make it one very big scare zone. Keep the theming going throughout. Add yep. some projection. Add some lighting. So that way, you know, there's a little bit of more uh, of connection there, as opposed to like, oh, why are there animals and now there's demons? What's happening here? Yeah, I would completely agree with that. I think that would make a ton of sense. Uh, it would give it a bit more space, could add a, a bunch more scare actors, and then uh, it actually makes sense, you know? It's not just like a, hey, here's this random little horde of people, and then the scare right. zone, where they're basically walking into. There's no separation. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that would help a lot, to be honest. And then that leaves us with uh, Silver Scream Queens. By the way, oh. I didn't I didn't set us up for rankings because I think these are our rankings. We just went three to one for both of us, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. That's our that's our ranking. <laughs> the order we just did this in <laughs> bottom to top. Uh, so, yeah, Silver Scream Queens was um, I'll let you take this away because you had some interesting things to say on our previous recording. Oh, man. I mean, honestly, top notch, dude. Uh, uh the the performers there were 
the energy was always through the roof through the roof and that combined with slash's score really made for a very fun scare zone and it's very different from the ones that we've had in the past because i don't know i feel like in the past they've kind of done the same equation but um this year the combination of the lighting the music the performers really came together and gave it this over the top energy where i never wanted to leave that scare zone and the interactions that you would get from the performers the makeup the costuming really really top notch man i thoroughly enjoyed the scare zone and i'm bummed that we're not going to get it again um then <laughs> it was the perfect pairing uh to the bride of frankenstein lives the maze i mean mm-hmm. i love when they kind of spill out a, a maze into a, z- a zone like that because it just you know it continues the story just a little bit and you know i did love the the theming of like um you know their their movie monsters come to life and now they're populating the area um honestly silver scream queens 10 out of 10 dude uh, they they killed it every single night um the performers again kudos to all of you backbreaking work indeed but y'all made it uh so alive y'all gave it so much character and just the little things that you would do out there um and to me it really it it's the closest a scare zone in horror nights has ever come to being like a scare zone in orlando or uh at not scary farm for that matter so Mm -hmm. congratulations y'all i mean to be honest i'd echo basically everything you said um and then i'd also add uh, add on to all the praise you already gave to the scare actors i think the way it was executed was great because you'd watch them scare the shit out of people they utilize that (laughs) fog so well but at the same time if you actually interacted with them they always had like this very playful demeanor you know they were never like super serious and like full-on interactions you know they were very playful um like nico have you ever dreamed about a noxuna moon just like joking around with you because that's what happens in the scare zone. A what? Right. A Noxuna moon? <laughs> a what? <laughs> from, from, like, from the mummy? A no- you- oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, a knock from a, a, a knock from a moon? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever you say, Jav. Yeah. <laughs> now I know what you say. Yeah, now from the mummy. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. There. Yeah, so a knock for the moon. She, she wonderful performance. <laughs> it was great. It was great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I thought the utilization of the screens um, and the way the scare actors use that mixed with the fog, uh, the scare actors put on a hell of a performance in that. Zone. Oh yeah. Um, so great job. And then I think that's probably I've only been two years, but uh, my favorite scare zone I've seen in Hollywood by quite a bit. Yeah, and just know that truly, even if it, even though it's just your second visit, you've seen one of the best scare zones okay. there's ever been. So <laughs> it's going to be hard to uh, top that for sure. Um, I will say I did see Holidays in Hell, um, which I really enjoyed a lot. That one was a lot of fun too, yeah. So, but I mean, I feel like it's kind of cheating. It's basically like a maze that was outside and then became an actual maze the year after because right. Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like that's cheating a bit a little but it's it, it was great uh but i'd still put silver scream queens above it so anyways uh yeah no that that pretty much wraps up scare zones i think that was an easy discussion because there was a, a clear winner for us and a clear bottom so you know easy enough uh mazes on the other hand eh, we're probably gonna have a similar list again i think um <laughs> i know we share a bottom um but let, definitely let's not rank them yet let's kind of just discuss a bit and we'll start 
in a random place like um, The Exorcist. <laughs> Why not? So The Exorcist um, is a returning property, uh, and I believe is basically the same thing you guys had before, right? In 2016? Uh, essentially, beat for beat, the exact same maze. Mm-hmm. I will say the facade uh, is very solid. Looks great. Yes. Um, I think Hollywood obviously always gets knocked about the black walls. This is a maze that actually has a purpose and uses them for something, um, which is scarce. It made this was the scariest maze by far because it's half black walls, but the black walls have fucking scare actors everywhere. Near the end, it gets a little repetitive and boring that it keeps happening. But I like that there was actual like usage to those areas. Um, otherwise, the the actual scenes themselves are what you'd expect. I think they were executed well. They look good. Um, but just like the black wall scares, everything else gets a bit repetitive. Right. Um, I mean, it was it was a fun maze, I think, you know, mainly because of they they took the opportunity um, to not just kind of be like, all right, here's the exorcist. But they just went, yeah, we're just going to try to scare the shit out of you while you're walking through it, too. Um, so that makes it fun. Um, it, it's not the most impressive maze. I don't think the sets were anything too special. You know, they they looked like the bedroom. You know, they're pretty spot on. And, right. <laughs> but like, obviously, there's not too much more you can build off of. So nothing stands out too much. It was just kind of it was it was fun and a, a fine maze at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, it did the trick. It, you know, you got in there, you saw Reagan, you saw the priest, you got scared. Um, you're absolutely right in saying that this is one of few cases where the black walls really do kind of add to the experience. And, you know, I want to challenge anybody out there to try and come up with a different way to uh, execute the exorcist, which takes place in maybe all of three rooms uh, mm. <laughs> in the film. You know, I, I'd really, I, I've kind of tried to do it myself and it's, it's difficult. It's very difficult to do it, but I think for what it was and, and for the way that they executed it, it couldn't have been any better. Um, I myself, thoroughly enjoy all the effects that they do in there like the the moving bed the part where uh they got the floating reagan the Mm -hmm. lighting the fog Mm -hmm. all really really awesome um so i think you know if you're gonna repeat a maze this one to me is probably the best choice because it gets the job done and consistently it was probably the one with the longest wait now i don't know if that was because of popularity i'm gonna get a little nerdy here for a second I don't know if that was because it was popular or because of the way they were loading it because we went on the closing night and I fully expected to try to get through everything that night and we got there early. We we were probably there before the six o'clock opening. And well, we were in fact, because we did kind of our version of stay and scream where we mm-hmm. were went in as daytime guests and then we stayed as horror nights guests and they uh, loaded that line so long that it was like they opened the mazes at six o'clock. They opened the queue for the exorcist probably at around maybe five 30 at the earliest. Mm-hmm. So by the time that we got into the maze and the maze actually started moving, we waited half an hour. We didn't move that much at all. We were, we weren't even inside of the sound stage at like the, the 40 minute point. Oh, we were like, no. okay. We're not doing this one. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, we got to a point where we had to make a choice. Either we wait to go through the exorcist all the way, and we had already waited about 30, 40 minutes 
Um, we either wait for the exorcist or we try to go up to the upper lot and try to hit Hill House right at the beginning of the night. So that was to me a big operational mistake because then you're all, all you're already starting the event with a giant line for one of your mazes and you don't have any of your other mazes open. So that kind of to me sets people behind from the get go. And uh, you know, that doesn't typically make for a uh, very happy guest. And you know, you're not the only one I've heard this from. If you listen to a hung up on horrors, Hollywood review, uh, they also have some not so great things to say about how the exorcist was preloaded. Um, I don't think it's been a bit, but I don't think it was exactly the same complaint, uh, but in similar fashion, how they were preloading that made for a poor experience for them. Very Um, interesting. I'm going to, how you start your evening, you know, not, not always set you off. Great. Is that necessarily detriment to the house or I'm sorry, the maze itself? I, I guess not. I, I would try not to include that, but at the same time, we're only human, you know, if we're not having a great time. It's going to carry in. So, you know, yeah, it's a negative absolutely. effect that can bring it down. I will say it does get positive points. Cause anytime you walk in and you hear that like amazing score slapping, like, you know, uh, ding, there you go. Point for you. <laughs> totally and the facade is really great too i really enjoy the Mm -hmm. facade um and again from like a an effect standpoint another point for me uh great job but yeah very interesting decision to load it that way i think uh if you're gonna preload mazes preload all of your mazes not just the one because then you're kind of creating traffic where there really doesn't have to be but that's just me yeah no i um it seems one area that you could definitively say hollywood lacks a bit compared to Orlando is operations for HHN. They don't yep. fully have it down quite as well. And to be fair, it's a, a difficult park layout to work for HHN. You know, it's not an easy task, but you think it, it's been happening for so long and they be a little bit better at this point, maybe. Right. But, uh, you know, maybe they'll just keep getting better as time goes on or, you know, we'll just accept that that's how it is and uh, keep complaining about it every year. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Hey, man, it gives us content, so it's all good. Exactly, right? Uh-huh. All right. Next maze we'll go to is uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. Um, Nico, you'll be glad to hear it's uh, also pretty solid in Hollywood. Um, I don't think it was hey. as good as Orlando's, but you would have enjoyed it nonetheless, probably. Um, it so a lot of it for me is it wasn't super memorable. Like not much out of all the mazes I look back at it for positive or negative reasons, um, this left the least impact on me. Um, there's like one big moment I remember, and that's uh, one of the Leatherface scare actors using all the space that this maze had to his advantage, full sprinted at this like 6'8 dude and threw his uh, <laughs> chainsaw right at his neck and literally just held up everybody, and it was phenomenal. Um, oh, wow. I've never seen any scare actor in a maze or a house get that aggressive and like just fully stop everyone like he literally put the chainsaw to his name it was it was crazy <laughs> if it was anyone but that massive six eight dude they probably would have hit the floor and shit their pants <laughs> um but yeah otherwise like i you know i remember the scenes vaguely but not super detailed um it, it's just i don't know i feel like the sets were fine they weren't extremely <sighs> fleshed out you know i feel like when you're looking at a property like this, um, where you're going to have so much repetitiveness from the scare actors that 
you really need to flesh out the sets themselves to add a little bit more flair. I didn't fully get that here. Um, I thought the scare actor performances, just like that one, were phenomenal throughout this maze. I thought uh, that's probably the one big standout for this one as a whole is the scare actor's performances. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, the only thing I remember is that there was some actual like body sif, which I was like, oh, this year? Okay. Good on, good on you, Hollywood, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's kind of, again, one of those, it was fine, but it didn't leave an impact on me. So kind of like middle of the road. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. In fact, the last time, you know, the last podcast that we tried to record, um, as you were kind of giving your description, I literally had to go to YouTube to like watch a walkthrough of it because I, <laughs> I really didn't remember very much of it at all. Whereas in Orlando, I can tell you, like a bunch of highlights that I really enjoyed. Um, so I'll give him this much though, as far as the scenic design goes for uh, 2021, surprisingly Texas chainsaw massacre was pretty high up there in terms of like filling the rooms with stuff with the scenic design elements, mm-hmm. um, which was a huge surprise to me. Um, I honestly kind of walked into it expecting a black wall fest, but it wasn't that um, they actually really fleshed out the house um, they had some a lot of good moments with uh, Leatherface throughout. Lots of Leatherface in it, by the way, which obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to my surprise, especially not truly being a huge fan of the IP, or I guess truly being fatigued of the IP, I had my expectations set very low. But then I walked out of it being like, oh, okay, not bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much in my opinion. Not bad, not bad. And I, I did forget there is one thing I don't, I don't know how I forgot to mention this part because I thought um, not necessarily how impressive the scene itself was, but appreciating that they did it and pulled it off. Um, one of the most iconic kills in, in horror and in classic horror, probably uh, in which he kills the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, actually edit, execute it in the maze. So I was like, OK, yes. that's that's pretty cool. I appreciate you attempting that and pulling it off. That's cool. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, those, two, those two mazes we started with are pretty, yeah, you know, um, I think the next four will have a bit more opinions coming towards <laughs> them. Uh, so we'll go, we'll go to Halloween four next. Uh, so Halloween four, uh, as I said earlier, was a, a big surprise to me, um, because I expected it to be more akin to Orlando's version of Halloween four and, and potentially even worse than that. And that's not a house I enjoyed very much. So expectations going in were super low um however very pleasantly surprised i think it brings it back to um what becomes the issue in these slasher and especially halloween mazes and houses and that's the repetitiveness you know um our halloween four it just became it wasn't halloween four it was just michael myers the house you know that that's all it was just everywhere <laughs> you looked he was just everywhere everywhere it was ridiculous and too repetitive and wasn't fun because of that this one yeah you still get a lot of them of course but they utilize uh, a bunch of different characters they utilize him in a bunch of different ways um and i think you know again there's only so much you can do uh with a property like that you know you're gonna see him a lot but i think just giving him anything other than coming at you knife above head with you know a, a trigger of uh that iconic um sound you know it it was just nice to get some variety that's all um and 
I feel like a lot of people didn't love this from what I've been hearing and, and reading on social media. Hmm. Um, yeah, I've seen some, n- not necessarily negative, like it's the bottom, um, but ranked pretty low. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, it's so funny too, because I really enjoyed it as well. In fact, uh, I this is one of the, the mazes that I regret not going through more often, especially after watching like a, a refresh video before the podcast recording. I was like, dude, you know, it, and, and also big kudos to the team. Clearly, they were giving us Halloween three. Clearly, clearly mm-hmm. they were building Halloween three. And then to have to pivot and to bring back Halloween four and and to do it in the short timeline that they had, uh, they did an amazing job because they changed quite a bit in the maze. They changed a lot of scenes in the maze as compared to the one that we had in 2018. And a lot of the changes they made to me really improved the, the experience as a whole. Um, the finale was greatly improved. Um, the parts where you're kind of walking to Haddonfield um, and, and there's, um, I guess you can call them scrim uh, scares behind the fencing. Those were incredible. Also, I, I totally... It hit me. I'm like, you know, somebody was probably walking through uh, Hill House because they had very similar effects in there and was like, you know what? What if we do this in Halloween four as well? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of how the bent neck lady showed up a lot. However, it really yeah. worked in Halloween four. So I, uh, I I'm going to be honest with you. Halloween four, especially after rewatching some of the uh, the footage that I got and then also um kind of comparing it to 2018 it moved up in my ranks and i'm very bummed that i didn't go through it more um and again uh, uh, ip fatigue aside i think anytime i hear that halloween theme at a uh, you know at a halloween event i'm hyped oh yeah when anytime that kicks on you're just like okay yeah this this is a haunt Hell yeah, yeah. Here, here we go, baby. <laughs> um, and I, I like how they also utilized him behind windows. I really enjoyed the uh, the staircase scene. You know, I, yes. I think it just had it just had a bunch of different things, and I, I appreciated all of it. And it made for a really enjoyable and, and for me surprising house. So or maze. Uh, so fantastic work there. Uh, next one we'll go to is. Oh, no, we'll save that. We're gonna save that one. <laughs> uh, we'll do uh, the Curse of Pandora's box. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Which I would say surprised me, but it didn't because I'd, I'd already watched a POV of this. And I remember thinking I shouldn't like this maze based off everything I typically enjoy, but it looks fucking fun. <laughs> and guess what? I shouldn't like this maze, but it was a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> it has everything I dislike. It has basic sets with like neon colored paint splashed everywhere. Uh, party city quality uh, costumes, uh, basically no set design. Uh, you know, it's just something that that's not what I'm looking for in a maze whatsoever. Uh, but you just start off with there being a pre-show for, for a maze, which is yeah. insane. And I know you aren't going to catch it every time. I was lucky enough that on my first run, we got the full pre-show experience. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then I'd, I, it's one of those ones I can't quantify why I enjoy it so much. It was just fun. I, you know, it, I don't know it. I literally said why I would hate it and why I should, <laughs> but I walked through every time I went through, which was a few times, uh, was, I enjoyed it a lot and couldn't figure out exactly why it was just a lot of fun. And I wish I had more to actually say about it and sound clever or something <laughs> or knowledgeable, <laughs> but it was just fun. 
Nice, man. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's two things, two reasons why I thoroughly enjoy Pandora's box, why I enjoyed it in 2019 and why I was happy to have it back in 2021. Uh, one, like you said, fun. It's a fun time. You go through it and, you know, it's it's not the most terrifying of mazes, but it is a great time. Uh, and two, for me, it's the nostalgia factor. It's taking me back to the early years of of haunts where things were a lot simpler. And I've said it before on the podcast, you know, it's, you know, back when the walls were mostly just flats with like, instead of an actual textured castle wall on it, it was painted to look like a castle wall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the neon, it's the, you know, the day glow stuff. It's the, the simplicity and the costuming and the set decor. It's just a great time. And honestly, uh, if that keeps popping back up in the lineup, I wouldn't be mad at all. In fact, I hope that we get some sort of a sequel down the line where we get, uh, you know, some different scenes oh, and um, great. Yeah, absolutely. I would be very happy for that. So fun and nostalgic Pandora's box. I enjoy it. I feel like I should clarify one thing. Last week, to describe Beetlejuice, I used the word fun in a more negative form. Right. <laughs> this week, I am using the word fun as like legitimately I was having fun. Not a fun approach to it, but I enjoyed it and had fun. Just to, just to clarify the kind of fun I'm talking about this time. Not Beetlejuice fun, Pandora's box fun. It's, it's different <laughs> levels of fun. Completely different thing. All right. Um... Yeah, I'm saving our, our favorite one to talk about for last. Uh, <laughs> the Bride of Frankenstein lives. Man, that's a... Oh. Uh, I mean, first of all, you just got a score that absolutely slaps. Oh, yeah, man. Slash did it again. And um, maybe uh, his best effort yeah. for HHN. Um, so, yeah. you know, for me, anytime a score sets the mood, you know, that's that's a lot of points going your way. I think that can... You know, it's not going to completely make or break a house or a maze at the end of the day, but I think it it helps elevate it a lot. It can take it to the next step and can create a platform for it. And I don't think the rest of the maze really needed help, though. You know, <laughs> I think uh, the set design was pretty solid. I thought scare actors were one. There was a lot. They were all over the place. There was yeah. a bunch of pinballs. Um, the actual character design looked great. Um, I enjoyed the like storybook approach to it. I know that some people felt that was kind of being like spoon fed a bit, the story, um, which isn't always a positive thing. Um, but I think in this case, it's just, it was a good way to tell a story, you know? Um, so I, I don't know that you would have been able to figure all this stuff out every, what every room purposes without that. Um, and I think, you know, it wasn't giving you too much. It wasn't treating like you, you were stupid and would never be able to understand what's going on. It was just right. thematically, that's what they went for. And I think it worked well and also helped tell the story. Just a lot of benefits to that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it felt claustrophobic at times, uh, making it a bit scary. Um, I thought it had this really gothic style to it um, that ours in Orlando didn't go as far towards. And I really appreciated uh, that aesthetic. Um, so yeah, this th- th- it just had a lot of things going for it. Um, I thought the facade was really cool. Um, and then honestly, I know it shouldn't count towards the maze itself, but pouring right out into Silver Screams Queens, it, you know, it sticks in your head. You know, you're oh, having yeah. a great time, and the great time keeps going. So um, yeah, yeah, there's just a lot of good things to say about this maze, and um, my rankings will reflect that. 
Yeah, this was probably the maze that I did the most this season. And there was nothing quite like when you were able to time it out, when you kind of make that turn out of the queue and you're in front of the, the, the book facade and, you know, the, the thunder claps, uh, the lightning strikes and you hear that, Wee-oh! that sl- Slash's guitar mm-hmm. just fucking ripping you into shreds. Uh, it truly makes for a very epic moment. And then, yeah, the, you're you're so right in that the score really sets you up right from the outside for success, you know, because you go through it and the score just continues getting better and better. The the maze itself was just so epic, and clearly, it, it's very evident. This is what uh, John Murdy really enjoys is telling these universal monster stories, and you know, it, it's like. I think it's three years in a row now that we've, I've had a lot of fun through the universal monster mazes. So I hope he continues this trend. I hope we never lose the universal monsters at the event um, on either coast, to be honest with you, because your, your guys is uh, 2019 universal monsters. And then of course the bride of Frankenstein lives were both just phenomenal experiences. So I really enjoyed it. And again, a tip of the hat to the cast in there. Y'all killed it. <laughs> Y'all mm-hmm. were incredible, super high energy, uh, a really epic cinematic experience. I want more like that from every year of Horror Nights Hollywood. Yeah, I think, and I think one of the uh, phrases that you used that really should have came to my head was high energy. That's exactly what it was. It, it yeah. didn't really ever let up at any point. It was just pure excitement throughout. And that just creates for a great experience uh, in a haunt. Not always necessary, depending on what you're going for. But when you execute that, it's going to be a good time. Period. Right. All right. Uh, we do have one more. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Walking Dead attraction. It's the Walking <laughs> Dead attraction. <laughs> same as it has been. We've talked about in the past. It hasn't changed. It's at the bottom of everyone's list. Done. Bye. Um, Haunting of Hill House, <laughs> uh, which I know you quite enjoyed in Orlando. Oh, yeah. And I quite dislike we'll say in Hollywood. Um, (laughs) But I also believe you share that opinion as well. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, man, this, uh, I, I want to try to find a few like nicer things to say about what I liked. Um, I liked how they, I liked the approach, I guess, like the storytelling aspect of you were kind of following like Nell's footsteps, basically. It, it it would seem kind of reliving that. Um, yeah. So from a storytelling aspect, I thought that was a cool approach to it and, and made it very palatable. Um, unfortunately, pretty much everything else fell completely flat for me. Yeah. Um, I thought the sets looked cheap and poor. Um, I thought the scares were poorly designed. I know one that uh, we harp on a lot is the basement scene. Uh, crawler. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's um, why that couldn't just be a live scare actor. I will never know. It was just um, like a puppet or a, a hydraulic puppet, I guess, uh, that kind of was it hydraulic or was he on a stick? I'm not sure. I, I think it might have been a performer back then. Okay. Hollywood okay. doesn't really do air or, or hydraulic effects. I think it might have just been pushed out by okay, somebody. Gotcha. So so it was a, the crawler was on a stick, basically. <laughs> he gets shoved out. <laughs> a stick with wheels. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, man, I I don't know. I 
I'm trying to think of anything else that I could say that's not just sounds like I'm trashing this because I don't want to do that. But <laughs> it's kind of where we're at. I, I mean, I just like, again, I, I don't think there's much more to say. The scares weren't executed well. The sets didn't look great. Um, that, that's about it. I, I got to before I go deep into this, uh, I just I, I got to say, Nico, sir. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> yeah, right ahead. Oh, no. Uh, you said that walking through Hill House with the lights on was boring. Oh, 100%. Compared and... to all the other houses we did that day, 100%. <laughs> My friend, no. <laughs> the lie detector <laughs> results came back, and you, sir, are lying. Uh, no, honestly, like I totally get it because obviously all the mazes in Orlando are really awesome. And I can see how walking through Hill House, especially you mentioned you were not really attached to the IP uh, or to the lore, any of that. I totally get it. But good God, dude, walking through Hill House with the lights on in Orlando, I think was almost as good as walking through it within show mode for me. Now, uh, I'll agree a, with you there because it's bad either <laughs> way. <laughs> I'm, I'm, dude, I'm catching a flight right now. We're, 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 we're going to talk, man. I'm looking up a flight right now. <laughs> no, I'll fly out there instead. I want to go to There Nine. we go. Okay, cool. Well, I'll, I'll host you. We'll have a good time. <laughs> so, no, yeah, I was listening to you guys' podcast, and, man, I was sitting there, like, screaming at the wall, just being like, no, no. <laughs> Listen, we, we've all we've all sat in our car yelling at another podcast for their opinions. How <laughs> works? Yeah, this was one of the the first times where I was like, "How dare you!" Uh, but you know what? Uh, I totally get it. You know, all, all joking aside, um, honestly, walking through uh, Orlando's uh, Hill House was a complete dream because of Hollywood Hill House, <laughs> <laughs> and which is totally ironic because. For as much as we bitch and moan about the black walls and about there being a lack of like scenic elements, Hill House was probably one of the most fleshed out Mm -hmm. uh, scenic mazes there have been in a while. I mean, certainly this year, it's 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 pretty high up on the list in terms of like there was very little space that was wasted. In fact, I can with confidence say that the only portion that had black walls was the finale where it was a couple of like scares back to back before you exited the house. Now, with that being said, it, it was just, it felt empty to me, despite the fact that there was, uh, you know, there was wallpaper in every room, you know, they, they had uh, decor everywhere. Um, it just ended up falling flat to me. Oh, the and I scrim think scares. Oh, the no. scrim scares. Yeah, the the effect they ended up going with for the bent neck lady. Like, oh god, man. Like, I wanted that. That why I really wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt before, uh, you know, because I heard a lot of complaints and they, you know, I saw a meme uh, before even going to the event about that effect in particular. Um, uh, so I really wanted to like hang on and be like, no, 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 guys. You know, maybe it works a little better in person. It did not, unfortunately. And it didn't get any better throughout the run. They just continued using that effect. And honestly, oh. it just was rough, man. And again, it's it's frustrating and it's a bummer because 
on paper, you would say that this is a beautiful maze, but it had no life to it. It had no None. character to it. Whereas you walk through Orlando's Hill House and you are on the set. You are in the show. You know what I mean? You are in that story. And, and every inch of it looks beautiful. Um, and it just had character. Where Hill House here in Hollywood had none or very little. Um, the scares weren't super intense. The storytelling, I mean, they, they kind of hit you over the head with the bent neck lady over and over and over again, which I guess, yeah, it's a pretty big plot point. But again, and, and I'm sorry to do this, but comparing it to Orlando, you, you have ghosts where I didn't even know who they were, but they were part of the Hill House lore and they threw them in there because it's all about the ghosts and it's mm. all about the haunting of Hill House. It's not the haunting of the bent neck lady. And, <laughs> and you know, in Hollywood just kind of, it just, it really fell flat. And it's a bummer because again, I, I was super excited for this. I was, I was expecting some really neat things, but yeah, it just, it didn't meet, it didn't meet my expectations at all. And it, and I'm sad. I'm sad. So, you know, what's funny. One of the things that I knocked Orlando for was that instead of having a bunch of hidden ghosts, uh, they kind of fully gave you a scare actor for some of the more background ghosts. And I was like, oh, but one of the cool things about watching this series is all the hidden ghosts you can find. Then I saw them do it in Hollywood and (laughs) abort, go back, start over. Orlando was right. We don't need it. Doesn't look good. Looks, Looks cheap. Stop, please. No more. Just don't do it again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. And again, to kind of just use the same trick over and over again, like, oh, there's a ghost in the wall. Oh, it's a scrim. It's a scrim. There's a ghost in the wall. Oh, another scrim. Uh, and then outside of that, uh, you know, uh, my partner Ariana mentioned, the, and, and I couldn't unsee it after she mentioned it, that the the mannequins they use in some of the rooms just looked so bad they look cheap mm-hmm. um they looked like dolls you pick up at a i don't know at a at a thrift shop you know what i mean like i <laughs> i don't know where they got these this is fucking hollywood and you have them looking like that like american not even american girl dolls look that bad yeah i would have preferred an american girl doll in the, in their place but yeah uh it, there was a lot of things that added up that really just did not uh, hit the mark at all well, I guess I figured out where Orlando borrowed their static props in the facade from, because those are <laughs> fucking terrible looking. <laughs> At least those are far away yeah. and above are, you. You, you know, know what fifteen mean? feet above you. So I guess yeah. you know. <laughs> but they did look like shit. I got yeah. I got to knock it a little bit. I'll give him that one. Yeah, I'll give him that one for sure. Um, but I think this is where we start our campaign. Hashtag Bring Back Black Walls, uh, because we've learned <laughs> what happens when they don't use them. So. <laughs> Uh, we yeah. were wrong all along. I'm sorry for ever making fun of it. Yes. <laughs> They're much better than what we got. Apologies. Yeah. And I, you know, I made that meme. It, it made me think our, in our first podcast recording about that scene in uh, Avengers, right? Where Thanos is like being asked by young Gamora, like, you know, what did it cost you? And so it just made me think like, yeah, we had no black walls in this maze at all, but it cost us everything. <laughs> and it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, you know, you're just not meant to flesh out your transitions. Maybe they should just, you know, reset. Go ahead. Maybe uh, that's yeah. just how it should work. 
I because bad. I don't like the example I saw in this maze of a black wallless world. Now I'm gonna say something rather controversial right now, and I'm just gonna say it. Uh-huh. I would love to see what a Hollywood Hill house would look like with maybe somebody else taking the helm of the execution of it. Maybe someone who's very uh-huh. passionate uh-huh. and familiar uh, with the IP. Because it felt like that's what it was in Orlando. Because they fucking nailed it. So, yeah, we aren't. We're not going to get on that track because we know how those conversations go and what they end up being <laughs> online. Um, we're not going to say any names. Uh, we're just going to continue to bash uh, Haunting of Hill House. No, yes. I'm kidding. I think yeah. I think we've said enough. I think we went longer in our first recording just because there was a bunch of pure uh anger i would say <laughs> yes it was it was built up we've let a little bit of that steam off now so this one was a little more tame i think a little I, more yeah. appropriate for listeners ears and, and i think we we hit we hit the nail on the head with what we said today i think you know because i we had a very good conversation in the first podcast recording but we summed it up pretty well here i think yeah no i think i think that's good so this is going to lead us right into our rankings where i think you know what the bottom <laughs> is going to be um <laughs> We're going to go back and forth and have Jonathan tell you his. I'll tell you mine until we work our way up to our top. Um, Jonathan, you could tell him what both of our number six is because, um, you know, we know. Yeah, uh, I think it's pretty clear here. Hill House right at the bottom. Number yeah. six. Yeah, I, I hate to say uh, that anything made this recently um, because the quality of some mazes, you know, just a decade ago, um, yeah, the lower tier ones were pretty bad. You know, yeah. Um, so having my potentially worst ever maze flash house being in 2021, ee, uh, tough to do. But I, I think this honestly might be my least favorite Horror Nights maze flash house. Damn. Ever. It's it was bad. Yeah. Was bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So what you got for your number five? Number five. And, and granted, I, I, my list has changed now that I've had some time to kind of digest. <laughs> Uh, the event but coming in at number five for me is texas chainsaw massacre because although they did a fantastic job scenic wise uh by filling in the rooms and really fleshing out the the sawyer house and in the different areas that they had um i'm kind of over the texas chainsaw massacre at the event personally yeah um actually let me bring something up first i forgot i have my hype list next to me as well and i want to do some comparison uh sad thing nice. is haunting of hill house was number two on my hype list so ouch that, that didn't go very well um but my number five is also texas chainsaw massacre uh being from orlando i don't really have uh the kind of fatigue for the property or for sure face um however i think this is just more of a case of it was a fine house uh fine maze I'm terrible at that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I do it all the time too. Um, it, it was just, you know, there were better mazes this year ahead of it. That's kind of all it is. And I think the next one is pretty close. Um, it, it was oh, not fully a toss up, but they weren't far off. Um, so again, fine maze just couldn't get higher than this. Nice. All right. What you got for number four? Number four for me is. The Exorcist. Uh, uh, yeah, we kind of covered it. Uh, I, I, you know, I enjoy the maze. It's very visually beautiful. 
Um, and it also does the trick. If you're looking to get scared, this one will most likely not scare you. Um, but again, it's sitting at number four just because it is a repeat maze. And it's a repeat maze without a lot of changes. None, in fact. So, yeah, that's why it's coming in at number four. Well, these are not fun rankings because my number four is also The Exorcist. <laughs> um, so if you count scare zones, we are currently seven for seven. Damn. On, uh, matching our rankings. Uh, similar taste, I guess. Good taste, um, sir. Good taste. The Exorcist was number five on my hype list. So, you know, not too much variation there. Uh, pretty much what you said. I think uh, it was fun in the sense that they went full on scary. It would provide the scares for you. Um, but it's a tough property to really nail down. The sets are going to be tough to pull off. and. Uh, you know, they can look cool and the effects can be cool, but, you know, you're going to get a little tired of the repetitiveness. And yeah. it's even amped up a little bit more when the part that I truly enjoyed, which was making the uh, transition hallways scary, uh, just kept happening the same way every time. So there's more repetitiveness. So, you know, it was kind of limited by that a bit. Um, kind of finishing the same way I finished TCM is it was a fine maze. Yeah. All right. So what you got for number three? Number three for me is the curse of Pandora's box. Again, I think we summed it up pretty well when we uh, talked about it earlier. You got fun, you got nostalgia, and I ended up walking through this one quite a bit, especially because the line ended up being uh, much shorter on a lot of nights. Uh, and I, you know, I thoroughly enjoy it. It was a great time every time. Well, we finally have some variation. Ah, um, about time, about time. Um, I'm saving Pandora's box for the future because I'm going with Halloween four at number three. Nice. Uh, I did have this at number four in the hype list. So once again, pretty close there. Um, yeah, pretty much everything I said earlier, I just appreciate the direction they took uh, a Halloween maze. I think it reminded me not fully of uh, our Halloween from HHN 24, which is a phenomenal house. Um, but the approach of, it doesn't just have to be a shit ton of Michael Myers and, and nothing else. You know, you can have uh, or and even if it is, you know, there's different ways for him to approach you than coming through a door or through a hole with a knife above his head or, um, you know, out of a dumpster, which Orlando likes to do, which is cute and all. But <laughs> why do we keep squeezing him in as much as we can? Maybe he just doesn't need to be there. Did you think about that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, just utilizing the property better than it has been. Um, especially for AJ, um, I'm sorry, for Halloween four uh, in Orlando. So, you know, uh, this is a maze that I think is kind of that good to very good level for me. Nice. All right, here we go. Number two. Number two for me is Halloween four. Oh, now this one that? moved up. It was originally my number three. It is now my number two because again, on the rewatch and after comparing it to 2018, I realized, whoa, you made some changes to this. And they were actually changes that added to the experience. And uh, again, I go back to the scrim uh, scares in this one. Fantastic use of that effect because mm -hmm. it really made him seem like the boogeyman coming out of fucking nowhere to get you. So, uh, yeah, kudos for that one. I loved it. Uh, it is nice that they utilize scrim good somewhere in this event. Yeah. <laughs> And my number two is The Curse of Pandora's Box, nice. which sounds crazy to me. Like, again, looking at, I can't even tell you why I enjoy the maze, but here <laughs> it is at number two. It was just, you know, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed walking through that maze each time I did. Um, 
it, it was just a great experience. I think it probably is kind of that like it's nice to kind of have that almost like just old school kind of local haunt kind of feel, but executed uh, with a higher budget and at a higher scale. Um, that's probably what does it for me. Like, I feel like if they tried to replicate this, it would completely fall flat and I would not like it as much. It's, it's just kind of like a perfect storm maze, you know, to get this up to number two, uh, especially because, you know, if the number one wasn't as good as it was, if this wasn't the maze that it had to go against, if I went in uh, 2019, this really could have been my number one. So, um, but number two, still fantastic for a house that's just fucking paint and no set dressings. <laughs> nice. All right. So what's uh, both of our top spots? Number one for 2021, the bride of Frankenstein live, baby. Mm. Mm. Well deserved. <laughs> <laughs> honestly yeah i mean they knocked it out of the park with this one uh you know and, and i love each bride on each coast for different reasons um i think as far as hollywood goes this one really is top tier top notch um i enjoyed it almost as much uh to almost beat universal monsters i think uh you know the 2018 universal monsters here in hollywood is uh, probably one of it's easily easily top three material for me in mm-hmm. Hollywood when it comes to rankings and this one's right up there with it so I think from uh, every standpoint they did a fantastic job um, and you know even Orlando did an amazing job with theirs too but you know it, for Hollywood great job y'all and honestly might I add real quick Duff uh, I truly appreciate that for 2021 your top two is uh, two completely original Hollywood mazes. So this is uh, true. This you is hear true. that, Murdy? You got hey. it, brother. Keep it up, dude. Right. Keep going. We don't. You know, we don't need your like ninety percent IP events anymore. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it, man, and you do it well. Um, you know, I actually cannot decide if again, only been two years, if Bride or Universal Monsters from 2018 is my favorite Hollywood maze. Between the Dang. two. Don't know which one it is. But clearly, John Murdy's love of this property carries through to the mazes, having it be my top two houses, or top two mazes, uh, period, in Hollywood. So, you know. Wow. Just saying. Nice. Just saying. When you're passionate about what you're working on, it definitely makes a difference. It definitely shows, indeed. All right. Um, well, that's our Hollywood segment. Um, again, I just want to say how much I enjoyed the event, especially uh, in a year where we had less mazes, um, less just space usage. There was just less of an event, to be honest, than there usually is. And I still went there and had such a blast. Um, so to anyone who who kind of looks at Hollywood's always getting knocked, um, whether that's by Orlando fans or even some <laughs> uh, Hollywood locals are happy to knock on it a bit, you know. Um, don't be discouraged and just don't think it's worth your time. You know, if, if you have the means to do so and have any interest in doing it, go check it out. Don't don't just take the Internet's opinion and just assume it's terrible. It's not terrible. It's a fun event. You know, at the end of the day, you might not like it as much as Orlando. I, I still obviously prefer Orlando, um, but it's a great event to go visit. I'm going to go see it every year. And it's a great time. So Dude, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, honestly. Yeah, because especially you know orlando is such a very different event 
And I think when you compare the two, I mean, uh, there's a lot that I would love for Hollywood to adapt that Orlando does. However, Horror Nights Hollywood is a Southern California haunt staple. It's Mm -hmm. one of the big ones and it's fun. I always have a good time going. It has its flaws. It has things that it can fix. But at the end of the day, it's a great time. So I'm glad to hear that you had uh, such an amazing time, man. That's great. Oh yeah. Always great. I'll I'll keep going and hopefully um, some other people who have uh, considered it, but kind of held off do as well. Uh, come on, Nico, come come yeah, join us over is. on this coast, man. There it is. I mean, it's not for lack of trying; it's yeah. for <laughs> lack of interest. Because I, I mean, uh, to be completely honest, I am way more interested in Not Scary Farm than Halloween nah. Horror Nights at uh, you know, at um, Hollywood. Which but is fair. I'm still gonna, yeah, I'm still gonna be excited to go there. I just that's a really busy time of the year for me. Is sure. uh, <laughs> is October? So, yeah, I definitely will find time to get out there uh, sooner than later. Well, we're we're going to try to make it 2022. We're going to do our best, Nico. Eh, we'll we're going to get you out there. See what we can do. <laughs> what, what if I tempt you with squeezing in Vegas in between? I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't like a serious. You didn't have to give me a serious answer. Jesus. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, so let's go over to Orlando for just like a real quick little segment here um, because now uh, we have Jonathan on who has been to Orlando and he's been uh, quite a bit actually. Uh, how many days were you there again actually at the event? We were there for five nights, so pretty much a full week. And That's, that's a lot I, of HHN in for one visit. Oh baby, it wasn't enough. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could have stayed there another week, man. I mean, oh, good God. So I'm going to ask you for your rankings. I won't give mine because I just did them last week on the show. So unnecessary. So you'll just kind of get to rapid fire them. Um, But first, kind of like quickly. Anything you experienced that really stood out? Any, you know, how did you experience it? You know, stuff like that. Kind of talk about your experience in Orlando. Cool. Uh, I mean, first of all, it was really awesome to get to experience an anniversary year. Um, I have very quickly become a fan of the event and also of the lore. I mean, they've been at this for 30 years. They've built an entire world uh, of characters, of of locations, of lore uh, that, you know, ties to the daytime park a little bit, even at times. Um, I really thoroughly enjoyed getting to see it fleshed out uh, in, in, with HHN 30. Uh, this is going to be a hard year to beat personally. Um, and I'm, I love that I got to experience 18 on a smaller scale. We only did one day. We did like a couple of days in 19. And it's to the point that I'm doing a full week there for a reason. Uh, mm-hmm. The event is top notch from the food they offered this year to the scare zones that were a lot of fun to the mazes that just like, I mean, the fact that it was mostly original mazes this year uh, and I enjoyed it so much that just speaks volumes to the passion and the, the, uh, the amazing creative teams they have out there that they don't need to rely on an IP. They have their own world. They have their own fandom and it, you see the results of that because people were there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it was busy every single night because y'all love your HHN out there. And I can see why the show was incredible. 
uh, adding express to our ticket was also like a game changer. And I am so ready for Hollywood to do that. Cause I will be there more often than I already am. Uh, Cause honestly, it really does change the event, but honestly through and through my God, what a great time. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to, ne- to do it next year. And again, there's a reason why horror nights Orlando is now a, Halloween season staple of mine and it's going to continue being that for years to come. The event is just next level. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy you enjoy it as much as you. I'm happy you got to experience it even more than you have in the past and really get like the the full you basically got a local experience how much you went, you know? Like yeah. you went going 5 times is that that's a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, most, you know, your average person goes once, so uh you know, going 5 that's uh, a lot more experience with it um hopefully next year our trips don't line up on the same <laughs> week so i'm not on your coast and you're on mine at the same time but luckily we did get to meet up uh for one day uh when yes. i flew back uh so that that worked out well uh, that was next- by the way an amazing night man i had oh, so yeah. much fun i'm glad that worked out it, it was a great time it was a pleasure to be able to hang out with you um and you know we got a pretty large group going at some points too it, yeah. it was a really fun night um so real quick, before we get into your actual rankings, I have a couple things I want to ask. Favorite drink? Oh, man. Um, God, I, the name is escaping me, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, your favorite drink as well. Um, Poison tea party? Yes. That was refreshing. Okay. Yeah, right. That, that, that was just smooth. I it, mean... It, it's the only one, the only mixed drink that I drank throughout the event because, like you said, it it was like easy drinking, refreshing. Yeah, especially was, out there in the humidity and the heat, you 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 get one of those babies down, and oh, so mm-hmm. good, man, mm-hmm. so good. All right, favorite food item. Oh man, it, you know, and I'm bummed I didn't have it more often. We only think I, I think we only tried it the final night, but it was the. Uh, the jalapeno. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you mentioned it too, Nico. The the mm-hmm. the grilled cheese. Oh my god. Yeah. So it, good. It's a hit. That thing was phenomenal. Um. Yeah. I I hope they find a way to sneak that in every year because that. Please do. I can't believe I I didn't get one the last night. I I just got so caught up in what we were doing that I never made it over to get it. And I'm oh. I'm kind of sad now thinking about that. Never got my last jalapeno popper. Uh, yeah, devastating. All right. How much merch did you buy? And what's your favorite <laughs> item? <laughs> oh, I bought so much merch, dude. I, <laughs> I mean, I have doubles of the uh, 30 years, 30, 30 fears shirt. Uh, where oh, it's Jack man. and Chance on there. Because I'm like, I'm going to wear one and I'm going to keep one because it's good. <laughs> Um, I, I bought pretty much outside of, I I pretty much bought every piece of merch outside of the, like the IP ones, like the Hill house or the Texas chainsaw. Um, I have both of the famous jackets, uh, the bomber jacket and also the denim jacket, Mm -hmm. um, which, Hey, uh, real quick, just let me get on a soapbox for a second. Uh, wasn't happy with the sizing on either of those. Uh, they could have been a little more inclusive about uh, the sizing for both of those really awesome jackets because they fit. They don't fit as well as they uh, ought to, which is interesting (laughs) because I buy both of those sizes and fit well in both of those sizes. Um, Or I'm sorry, in in both of those items. But so 
for for the next year. But yes, I bought a, a ridiculous amount of merch, and I'm very happy. Um, I think the denim jacket is probably my favorite. Um, outside of that, it's definitely oh, the thirty shit. years. Yeah, outside of that, it's definitely the thirty years, thirty fears shirt because that one is pretty bomb. Did you uh buy all the patches for your denim jacket as well? No, I did not oh. actually. Yeah, I'm not a big patch guy. I must okay. admit, but they fair, were fair. pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I I had to uh, poke them on it. Got to catch them nice. all. Even in nice. Hollywood, grabbed it. You know, <laughs> amazing. Um, so yeah, but no, that's a great merch item, and uh, I'm not surprised with how much you went home with. All right, let's let's do the fun part here. Let's get your rankings. Uh, we could start with scare zones if you'd like. All right. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, both of these lists was pretty hard. Both of these uh, were, were very excellent in terms of both uh, houses and scare zones. So it was hard to kind of uh, narrow it down. But uh, so uh, bottom of my list, and Nico, uh, you're right there with me on this one. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Crypt TV. In fact, all of you guys. Yep. Um, yep. For the same reasons that you explained on your podcast. Um, yeah, it could have been executed much better. Um, and then after that, I've got... Um, uh, <laughs> It's going to be controversial, but I'm not very attached to it. Uh, lights, cameras, action. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, you're uh, going to get some slander on Twitter for that one. I, I know, I know. But listen, you know, I'm a new fan to the lore. I know. It won Maze of the Year, or I'm sorry, Scares of the Year. So I apologize ahead of time. Um, it was also very loud, uh, kind of unnecessary loud. But, you know, it it was fun. It was fun. But again, it, it's because I'm not super uh familiar with everything that was there but i can see why you guys loved it you know uh i i didn't bring up i don't think i brought up this point that you just brought up uh when i talked about it on the last episode but one of the reasons that i'd also got restricted a bit of, of me being able to put it higher uh was because i hated the sound effects and that oh god me. overwhelming it. it was it was loud it was just a lot of random screaming that didn't really match up with anything right. just wasn't good wasn't good no, they some, of the, been... some of the music cuts were fine, really loud, but fine. Um, but a lot of it was just no, no. Yeah, it lacked nuance. I must say, it just oh, felt yeah. kind of like they just threw a bunch of things together. And there you go, here's your background music. So. Yeah, still finished number two for me, but you know that that's something that held it back a bit. Yeah, definitely loved though uh, Jack and Eddie uh, in that zone, and then mm-hmm. you know when they threw Chance in there, that was pretty fucking cool. Uh, oh, bummed yeah. I wasn't there for that, but. Really great moment for you guys. So that was awesome. Uh, number three, 30 years, 30 fears. I think uh, to me, it reminded me a lot of home with the flame towers and, uh, you know, kind of uh, it, it, it was eye catching to walk in and see that trust tower, to see the stilt walkers, to see the people up on the, uh, the scaffolding, you know, again, especially because here in Hollywood, we don't really have stuff like that. So mm-hmm. to me, it was like, wow, this is a really great way to start the event. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just made you feel small. It made you feel like, all right, well, I'm about to get wrecked um, because these things are huge. And here I go. I think my uh, only thing with it is I appreciate it more from the entrance of the park than I actually did when I was in the scare zone. Ah, sure. Yeah, yeah. totally get that. Totally get that. And yeah, and it wasn't as eye catching, like you guys mentioned, as the uh, the arcade ones. the an arcade that mm-hmm. was pretty cool mm-hmm. visually it was very memorable i mean i'll take the 
the that trust and flames over basically anything to be fair that's <laughs> that holds a very special place in my heart so yeah uh, but yeah no the aesthetic for an arcade as a whole is uh, much better yeah definitely number two for me gorewood that was mm-hmm. pretty dope for for especially again coming as a coming at it as a hollywood person um i really love that they kind of incorporated the uh boo hole scale scare wow the boo hole scare if you will uh, where they had those little structures built for the uh, the creatures, I forgot their name. I'm sorry. I'm new to knuckle grunts. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I love that they came out of those and kind of scared people. Um, I love what they do with the trees there. Uh, with you know the glowing. Yeah, they're like living. Yep. Right. Yeah. Pretty pretty cool. Um, so yeah, again, coming at it from the perspective of a Hollywood guy, they really fleshed that out really well. Uh, and coming at number one for me. Seek and destroy. This one really oh, yeah. grew on me. Uh, same reason as you guys said, you know, the the 70s sci-fi, the vintage sci-fi look to it. I loved the uh the audience interaction they had there. Um I wish that there was a little bit more story to it. However, overall, really enjoyed sitting in that scare zone and watching everything happen, especially on the stage. So uh yeah, pretty rad, man. Yeah, definitely agree there. Um, that was Nico. That was your number one too, right? Yeah. yeah. So you can destroy. So, yeah. Oh, you made that. <laughs> Nico. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, to houses. Let's let's do it. Let's start with your number ten. What you got? Ooh, this one again. It was tough, man. I really had to like sit and and really ponder this list for a couple of days. But yeah, um, I know. Um, the story is when we hung out that one night, I could not get an answer of your complete rankings. <laughs> it, he'd like. I asked him at least eight times and he's like, I'll think, I'll think, I'll think, and never really got a full one. So it's I, nice to actually hear it now. Believe me, I was thinking about it since night three. Like I would, that's when the, <laughs> the thoughts started and it's very difficult, but uh, here we go. Number 10. And only because of the IP fatigue, thanks to Hollywood is the Texas chainsaw massacre. Although I must say, oh beautiful beautiful house now nico um, has a bone to pick with you that's true that, there you go we're even <laughs> we're even <laughs> but yeah really loved what they did with it very fleshed out the gas station at the beginning was truly incredible it really brought you into the uh, to the experience if you will um so yeah that's number 10 for me fair enough fair enough i don't agree but fair enough <laughs> uh number 9 and this, I'm definitely going to get some flack from you guys for. In fact, a couple of these, just because, again, I, you know, show mercy. I'm new to Holly, or I'm sorry, I'm new to Orlando, so I don't really get the lore as well as I, you know, as you guys do. Uh, number nine for me was Welcome to Scary. An amazing house. Amazing house. However, I was very confused walking out of it. <laughs> I had no idea what I went through except for the meets meets part. That's the only thing where I was like, Oh, Hey, I know him. Um, everything else, uh, I kind of had to learn about because again, I'm very new to the lore. So apologies ahead of time. To be fair. It was only my number eight. So there you go. I don't think Nico had it too much higher. No, no, we had that at like seven. Yeah. Uh, number eight for me. And I, again, I know, I, I think Nico, you shared some of the same sentiment with this one as well. Um, and I'm going to get some flack from it, so I apologize. Number eight for me, icons. Again, Ugh. again. Believe me, it's a, it's a fun maze, dude. And I, I, thanks to it, I am like more in love with the icons at Horror Nights Orlando now. 
But again, I just don't have that attachment that some of you guys have with it. But it was a fun maze that I really looked forward to going through every time. So, and again, this is a difficult ranking list for me, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. This isn't the easiest top 10 in the world. No, it really isn't. So uh, eight is icons for me. Apologies. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, number I think seven. that's the lowest I've heard uh, anyone put icons, to be honest. Damn. Yeah. You know yeah, what? I now that I think is. about it from what I've seen, yeah, I think that is the lowest from, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very surprising. Oof. All right, Mike's show's going to get canceled after this. <laughs> it's nice knowing you guys. <laughs> uh, coming in at number seven for me, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Loved how fleshed out the castle was. Uh, again, the, the nod, big uh, tip of the hat to the scenic design team at Orlando for always blowing it out of the water. I mean, the facade alone for me, or I guess the entrance, if you will, the first scene with her up there uh, with uh, the monster, it's incredible. It, the scale of it all was really awesome. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and they did some pretty fun uh, things with the scares in there. And also bonus points for the uh, cameo by the creature from the Black Lagoon. So, mm. uh, nice touch. Yeah. Nice touch, indeed. Uh, number six, sorry, you guys, is Beetlejuice. <laughs> I mean, that's too high for me. That's the part that offends me. Yeah, indeed. I've indeed. seen Beetlejuice around, uh, like around uh, six and seven. Okay. I, All right. I haven't seen it higher than five, so that, that's not too surprising. I'd okay. put it lower than 10 if I could, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely listening to the podcast, uh, your last episode, guys, I was like, fuck, this is going to be rough. But all right. So, yeah, Beetlejuice, it's an IP that I've been wanting at the event for a long time. Uh, and I think as far as uh, telling the story of the, the movie, Orlando nailed it. It was fun. And I'm saying this, Duff, in a good way. It was fun. I had a oh, lot of fun in not, the maze. Not bad fun. <laughs> not bad fun. Okay, good fun. It. Uh, Pandora's box. Oh, Pandora's fun to me. Gotcha. That exactly speaking my language. Yes, yes. So I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I I do see that it has its flaws, and definitely listening to you guys talk about it, I was like, yeah, I I can see why. Uh, you know, it, especially going through it at HHN Light for those of you that got the opportunity to do it. Um, I can see why coming in this year was kind of like meh. Um, but I think they nailed it overall, and plus. We didn't get it in Hollywood, and I think we probably never will at this point, which is a bummer. But mm. I think, honestly, Orlando was the team to take care of that one, and they did a great job with it. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> uh, number five for me is Puppet Theater. Now, this is where the, the list just keeps getting harder and harder, man, because Puppet Theater, man, was it beautiful. I feel like a number five, does it? It tough. really does it. It really does it. And it was tough putting it in this spot, but you know, the, it'll make sense as I move up the ranks a little bit, but puppet theater was truly incredible to me. And the, the, the thought that it's a, you know, a, a pile of plywood right now really breaks my heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could uh, move into that maze because wow. Or that house. Sorry. Oh, it was um, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. gorgeous. And that that very first mirror uh, gag almost killed me. 
So, uh, <laughs> kudos to them. That's just, that's just pulling it right out of the book. You know, that's one of those great classic uh, HHN scares that they utilize that you see every now and then. And I love when they do it. Absolutely it's super love when effective. they do it. And I saw them. I, they explained it in the damn video, and it still almost killed me. So, oh, <laughs> so good, man. So good. Uh, coming in at number four for me is Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. Oof. I, I, yeah, you that know, I, I know, man, I know. And listen, y'all got to experience it last year, you know, in 2020. Y'all got yeah, a little taste yeah, of it. Yeah. I'm coming at it uh, from a, you know, I, I like to call it a master class in May's storytelling because it really did flesh out the story for you very well with its combination of narration, the writing on the wall. I love the storybook aspect to it. Um, I really would have loved to in some alternate, like you guys said, in some alternate dimension there, the, the mazes don't have the the barrier. Um, I think it would really bring the scare level, the scare factor up a, quite a few notches, but um, I really enjoyed tooth fairy. And I think, the more that I went through it, the more it grew on me. And it especially reminded me again of home. Um, just like with the entrance, it reminded me a lot of a not scary farm maze. Um, and I, I thoroughly, that. thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great time. You know, maybe what it was for me was they changed the voice actor of uh, James Westhorn. And that might have just taken the whole thing down for me because it wasn't the same performance, you know? Interesting. Ruined the whole house. Wow. Very interesting. Okay, yeah, and I can see that. I mean, that 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 that's a major part of that experience. So I can definitely see why that. Would I don't do that think that's you. actually why, but you know, <laughs> I, it was it was disappointing in my head. I still hear the one from Light rather than the one from Thirty. Dang! Wow. That, that also maybe because I went through it like eighty times during Light because you know why not? <laughs> All right, here's uh. Uh, oh man here's the controversial part even more like it, it's already been pretty controversial but here we go my top three coming in at number three is wicked growth oh. uh. <laughs> uh. it was a tough choice guys it was really tough man have i said it, it was tough you still have has said some good yet? houses on there yeah. well There's i some... mean he has a good house left at least <laughs> There was someone, I don't remember who it was, so I can't even trash him if I wanted to. They had Wicked Growth at nine, and I was ready to throw hands Ooh. through the internet. Like, oh. That's I just think I rem- yeah, I remember seeing like one person have that, and I think they were doing it just to be pedantic. I was going to throw my phone out the fucking window. <laughs> uh, it, it, I must say, Duff, hearing you talk about this maze but took me right back into it, man. And it really is halloween perfection it is halloween personified and again that uh lattice scare was another moment that almost ended my life because holy crap (laughs) yep if you got that spot on oh the first time we went through that dude i didn't know what to do with myself it really i felt my soul leave my body for a second in that moment (laughs) so good so good and and again from start to finish what a fantastic experience throughout and i was lucky enough to see the uh that little scene with the witch where she's like you know, the body comes out of the cauldron and she's like get back mm. in there uh, i was lucky enough to see that again it, it, like i think you mentioned it it, it was uh, it didn't take itself very seriously and i think i love it for that because 
at the end of the day, it still delivered such a great product. Fantastic mate. So number three. I'll accept three. Top three is fine. Top, <laughs> Top three is fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, number two for me. Case file. Mmm. Mmm. Yes. Uh, to have a noir fleshed out as a haunted house. I've never seen it done before. Ever. I've never seen anybody even attempt that. Nope. And Orlando killed it. Like they nailed it in such a fun way. Uh, and, and, you know, they got all the tropes in there. They got all the perfect moments in there. Um, Ariana pointed out how you kind of hear uh, Tim Foyle's narration turn into, you know, the narration you hear throughout the rest of the maze. I mean, holy smokes. You know, it, it goes from Tim to Boris in, in a very seamless way. I loved it so much. And I, I don't think, I, I don't know. I would love to see someone else try and attempt a noir maze, but this was it, man. This, this is going to be top tier for me forever because again, such a perfect execution of the, of the genre. Truly, yeah, really fun. I would love to see it attempted, but it also has that kind of fear of, can they do it? Like, this is like one of those things right. like, feels like it shouldn't have worked but it right was it lightning in a bottle you know it can it be done again i don't know would i like to see someone try yeah would i be scared that it would flop absolutely oh yeah especially um, because this house was thrown together basically at the last minute well i mean they well i mean compared to, yeah but compared to like how the all all the others were set in stone yeah, yeah this, this one was true. the floater uh, this was kind of like the unknown location for a while uh, Which is i will crazy. say I know someone who's been going to this event for a long time. This is their all-time favorite house already. Wow. Like just like that. Event ended. All-time favorite. Done. Dang. So this this definitely left an impact on a lot of people. Yeah. And it definitely left a it's gonna leave a lasting impact on me. That the, the, and it, you know, there was a lot of times that we went through it and there was a short line, and I'm like, y'all are sleeping on this, man. Cause this is it. This is the maze right here. This is so different, unique. I loved it. And I guess that means for a uh, number one started started from the bottom in Hollywood. Now it's here. <laughs> the haunting of Hill House. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that noise you just made, Nico, like a ringtone. <laughs> mm. <laughs> for like, like anytime word right, calls it's, me a, it's 11 it's 11 40 on the east coast and then we just got that met that word <laughs> uh you know i think they nailed the ip for me i'm a big fan of the show uh i'm a sucker for a scary spooky house um from a scenic design standpoint they knocked it out of the ballpark and i think it does have a lot to do with the fact that hill house here in hollywood was such a disappointment um, so getting to live through that. And I mean, it, the, the facade has my heart too. the fact that they actually built the damn house and that you got to walk by it and then into it in such a realistic way. It really transported you. Not that the other mazes or the other houses on this list didn't transport you. But again, as a fan of the IP itself and of the show, I it was everything I wanted mm -hmm. and more. It was fantastic. It was beautiful. 
And again, to me, walking on in show mode or walking through it in show mode or walking through it with the lights on was such a fun experience. Truly a masterclass in building suspense. Um, And they did some really fun scares. The, the freaking blackout hallway that they had there, very similar to the one they have in graveyard games. That was true fear. I felt true fear again in that hallway. (laughs) Um, Bravo. Bravo, Orlando. I loved it. I will say it, 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 it was a bit disappointing for me. I had massive hopes for it, but man, that basement scene, the oh. few rooms it stretched for, that's a masterpiece of a segment of a house. Yes, indeed. That, it was perfection. Uh, the rest let me down a bit, but, you know, I still enjoyed it. It was still good. Um, but yeah, hey, and you know what? You had some shockers in there, but I think they all have fair reasonings at the end of the day. That's the great thing about haunts. They're all so subjective. We enjoy it. We enjoy. Unless you put Wicked Growth at nine, then I, I don't respect your opinion. <laughs> Indeed. I'll agree with that for sure. And I'm only half joking, just just so everyone's aware. <laughs> I'm definitely going to judge you if you say that. Uh, anyways, Jonathan, thank you not only for joining us tonight, uh, but for this entire installment of this series we've had. And also, seeing as this is the second time we've recorded this episode, so thanks for coming back again for the same <laughs> exact recording. Of course, and thank you guys for staying up late for this. Um, it, just know that I truly always enjoy listening to your podcast, so it's been a, a pleasure to be able to join with join you guys and really you know, talk about both haunts here in Hollywood and Orlando. So thank you guys for having me on, and let's do it again, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for, for next season already. I, mm. you know we're ready and you know uh we're definitely gonna invite you back on at some point it's a pleasure for us as well but while you're still here why don't you let the people know what you're working on and where they can find you sure thing so uh you know haunt season may be over but i do have a slew of podcasts planned um i'm thinking i'm gonna maybe step back from the youtube game just a little bit um because i didn't get all the content that i wanted and plus i got super super busy uh, with work and other things this Halloween this Halloween season. Um, so be on the lookout for podcasts. We're going to review all of the SoCal haunts um, that we went to. And then uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Haunt Line. Uh, you can find us on YouTube.com slash The Haunt Line, which uh, I do have some little short, uh, you know, haunt history documentaries planned for the future. So be on the mm-hmm. lookout for that. And maybe even a couple of uh, coast comparison videos where we break down uh, the mazes from both coasts because I love doing that already. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And again, you can find us on the web, uh, thehauntline.com for links to all of our stuff. Awesome. And uh, I'll definitely be looking forward to those coast comparisons. That's my kind of shit for sure. And of course, thank you again. Nico, also thank you for making sure this file does not get fucked up like it was (laughs) when I tried to play producer. We have three different backups going right now, so we're oh. good. Look at this guy. So much Thank better you, than I am. This is, this is why I just talk and uh, <laughs> let Nico watch everything else. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you can, of course, follow us on social media as well. That's at HHN365 on Twitter and Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel, HHN365. And if you ever kind of want to pseudo join us here on the show, you can leave us a voicemail at 407 906 three four zero five and uh we will be back next week 
And this time, I think Mike will actually definitely be back. He was almost back this week. It was more of a scheduling thing. Um, so look forward to the legitimate Welcome Horror Fam next week. Uh, but until then, see you in the streets.